Before we get started, I wanted to do a quick shout out to a listener who donated to us on the Messy Studio website. Uh, this donator wanted to remain anonymous, but they sent us $10, and I really wanted to thank them for that. Um, we have had a number of donations over the past couple weeks, and uh, I, you know, I understand that this is not an easy time to be opening up your wallet and uh, donating to a podcast. And I just want to say how thankful I am to everyone who has been donating. And we're going to be doing those shout outs over the next few weeks. But I am incredibly touched that you guys have uh, sent us a little bit of cash at a time when it really is not easy. Um, So thank you once again to that anonymous uh, listener who donated $10 to us. Um, it's, uh, it's really touching that you guys are, are doing that for us. Uh, if you would like your own shout out on the messy studio podcast, please go to www.messystudiopodcast.com and click the donate button. You can set up a one-time donation or a recurring monthly donation for literally any amount. The donate button is a big yellow button in the upper right hand corner. It says donate. So that's www.messystudiopodcast.com and click the donate button. Uh, I also want to make a quick note before we get started with today's episode uh, that uh, if you're listening carefully, you'll notice that uh, Rebecca and I both have uh, a bit of a cold. Um, This was recorded uh, several weeks ago. It was actually recorded before Rebecca's trip to Ireland. Uh, And it was well before the COVID-19 outbreak pandemic was a part of all of our lives. Um, And uh, we we did release some other episodes um, more recently uh, because we wanted to get those episodes out first. Um, And this is this was recorded a little while ago. But please don't worry about our health. Um, I'm I'm in good health. And Rebecca actually uh, had a test done because she had come back from overseas and that did come back negative. Um, So please do not be concerned about our health. So on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about staying focused. One of the challenges of maintaining a creative practice is keeping focused on our work. Losing focus may be due to other demands in daily life, employment, families, and other activities. Uh, It can also be a problem when we do have time but cannot seem to settle into a good rhythm of work and find a path to follow. Today we are looking at some of the challenges of staying focused and productive in the studio. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. Um, I, I want to uh, apologize at the beginning. My voice is a little bit rough here. I'm getting over a cold, but we're going to give it a give it a good try here. And we want to talk about focus. Um, it's a big topic for artists, and I decided sometimes I'd like to start by looking up the word because you know a lot of these things have many meanings in our minds. So, what does the dictionary have to say as a starting point? And Merriam-Webster defines it as a point of concentration or a state or condition permitting clear perception or understanding. As a verb, it means to concentrate attention or effort. Um, And I I like that. It makes me feel good to think, well, that's what it's all about. It's just about um, 
it's just about finding that point of concentration and having a clear perception. Um, clarity and focus go together. And that's what we so often feel desperately we are in need of is some clarity. Um, when it happens, when we have really good focus, it's such a powerful force. I think we know it when we're in it. Um, we feel this momentum, this excitement, and we say, wow, you know, I'm, I'm really on it. I'm on a roll. I'm focused. Um, but there are also degrees of focus and this really perfect focus that we imagine as clarity, as, as concentration. Um, that's sometimes more of an ideal than a reality. <laughs> um, it's not either on or off. We don't either have focus or don't have focus. We have different amounts of focus. Um, and, and figuring out where you're at with something may amount to prioritizing it. Uh, if you feel unfocused on something, it's probably because you haven't put much priority on it. And that's kind of basic. Um, but I don't, I think on the, on the sort of the downside focus does not mean limiting yourself or, or being, you know, really narrow in what you're trying to do, which is one interpretation of it. I think, um, it just means at least for a certain amount of time, you're trying to get something done or you're trying to concentrate on something. But I think sometimes people have a little bit of a negative feeling of, well, focus means you're not doing anything else in your life. You know, you're just doing this one thing. Uh, I don't think that's exactly true. It's a relative term. Um, but it it is necessary. I think uh, we need it. We need it for our deepest thoughts, our creativity. And a sign of it is a clear mind, is a clarity, um, where you're not full of self-talk about how you're not focused enough, <laughs> but you're just doing it. You're just clear. And um, where it comes from inside you, I mean, that's that's the only place that you can find this. Um, but so often, it's it's thwarted by whatever is outside of us. So when you're trying to focus on something and concentrate, it can seem like everything else in life is just there to interrupt you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's conspiring against you, and it's not easy to separate these two things. You know, these, our life is of a piece. It includes our outside lives as well as the things we're trying to get done in our work. And, um, it's, you know, we're holistic people. And so when things are going crazy in the rest of your life, you know, beating yourself up because you're not being focused enough on your work is just, it's just a negative state of mind that you don't have to go there. <laughs> I mean, uh, focus ideally happens in spite of everything, but that's just not usually the case. So uh, there's a couple things I'd like to go through, just things to think about. And the first one I kind of just mentioned, give yourself some slack. Nobody is always focused <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and we can idealize other people and say, oh, must be so focused. How can you be so focused? How do you get so much done? Um, I can't get anything done, and you get all this stuff done, this kind of thing. So comparing yourself to other people usually is kind of a bummer, and um, and realizing that even that person who may appear to be very focused has days when it's taken them 
you know, two hours to wake up in the morning and they're not getting anything done. So, <laughs> um, anyway, trying to avoid that kind of self-criticism for not being in focus. And then also paying attention when you do have focus. Um, how did you get there? You know, what, what helped you find that place? And maybe... Um, write about it. I'm always a big fan of taking notes about things like one's state of mind, because uh, even if you don't go back and read them, it helps It helps you um, to focus. <laughs> Writing about problems is a great way to concentrate on them. And if you want to write about not being in focus or comment on the fact that you are in focus, it sharpens your perception of what's going on and maybe can help you find that um, place again. And when your mind is very confused and you have too many things going on, my best friend is the to-do list. <laughs> I love to-do lists. I know not everybody likes them, but um, to me, when I write everything down, and sometimes it's Sometimes it's like lists within lists, like, um, you know, I'll have a category called art, and then there's a category within that called galleries, and then within that, I'm listing all the galleries and what I have to do, or, um, you know, maybe there's a personal category, and I've got, oh, I have to make that appointment, or whatever, pay that bill. And and I think when I, when I make a big, long list like that, that's every single thing on my brain, I, it does hit me how you know, how holistic life is, that these other things that need to be done that are important are in there too. They're in the mix. And if I only made a list of things I had to do for my art practice, I think I'd still feel anxious because I knew these other things were out there. So I like to put them all on one list. And then, of course, the great joy is um, checking them off <laughs> or deleting them because sometimes I just do this on my phone. Um but if you, if you're not a list maker, I mean, I think it's worth a try. Do you do you make lists, Ross? Yeah, I uh, what I do is I have a a dry erase calendar uh, that uh, sits on my bedroom wall, and one side of that calendar has a bunch of lines that I use for my to do list, and so I set up uh, a whole month at a time um, on that, on that dry erase board. And I have categories for the messy studio. I have categories, uh, for my, my business that I run. Um, and I have categories also for my personal life. And, um, yeah, I just, I just put everything on there. Um, and that way I can see what I, what I have to get done. And, uh, and I, I think it's, it's helpful. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned at the beginning that focus is not just focusing on, it's it's not it's not making your life all about one thing. It's right. about it's about when you're in that state, you're not thinking about all those other things. And so being able to have that, okay, I'm not forgetting about that. It's on the list. You know, the, right. the list and, is right there. And I, and think, I can focus on just one part of this and not have to worry about all this other stuff kind of popping in and out of my head. Right. And I think it also when you have it all in one list. And on a calendar is a great idea. Um, you uh, can also see how to integrate it. And you can see, okay, um, once I get this thing done for my business, then maybe I'll have a day when I can catch up on this other stuff, this personal stuff or whatever. Um, it, it provides that balance of, you know, when am I going to get all this stuff done? So Right. And it helps you, helps you plan, you know, plan out. I, I've got 
two two or three hours of uh, of work time in the morning before I go to my my regular job every day. So, you know, so yeah. what am I what am I working on today in this block of time? Yeah, I just got to done. Uh, I just got done doing my taxes, and I tell you, I had to get them done within a short period of time because I'm on my way on a trip pretty soon, and I um I was panicking a little because I thought, how can I do these in four days or something? And um, another focus trick that I use is I'm going to do this thing, which I don't want to do. This is when I use use for things I don't really want to do. <laughs> I'm going to do this thing for two hours. And at the end of two hours, I'm going to put it aside and I'll do something more fun. And then maybe later in the day, I'll come back and do it for another two hours. And wow, you get a lot done. You can be very focused for a short period of time on things you really don't want to do. Um, rather than just letting them build up in your mind as insurmountable, <laughs> so that's one. Well, I'm- and I, I feel like we both have pretty high output in terms of of what we're accomplishing. Yeah, and I think a big part of that is that we're not trying to sit down and work on one thing for eight hours straight. Yeah, you know, we're we're bouncing between being in the studio or uh, working on the laptop or. Uh, you know, going out and going to the bank and the post office. And, you know, it's it's not like you're just sitting and working on one thing all day long um, because you really do hit a point where you're no longer producing at the same rate that you would if if you were 20 minutes in. It takes about, I think, about 20 minutes to get into a flow yeah. with something that you're working on. Um, and then you've got about maybe an hour and a half of really productive time beyond that. And after that, it's time to go work on something else. Well, and I... I think this is, you know, maybe it sounds like common sense, but I think it's important for artists and for creative people to realize um, what we're talking about because I really, I mean, I've talked to enough people saying, well, I can't focus on my art because I've got all these other things going on. And and seeing it as two separate, completely separate parts of life and that the art is kind of this set up set aside from the rest of life and it really can be integrated and you can be focused on it when you're when you're doing it um as long as you're also being focused on whatever these other things are and and they're not always you don't always have to resent them and say well this is taking me away from my studio there's a lot of things that simply have to be done and and giving them their due giving them their focus when you have to do it is important and it settles you down a little bit and you're not resenting it so much that you have to do it. Um, and I, I guess trying not to be blocked by those distractions, that's what happens. People become blocked in their creative flow because they're saying, wow, I got too much else going on. Um, so when you have that time um, for your art, you need to be motivated about it. Motivation is really this key to being focused. But that's what can, you know, it can get so scattered. So trying to reconnect with whatever motivates you to do your artwork. And and then when you have the time for it, um, connect with that. What was the last thing, what was the last art project you did that really got you excited? What was the last thing you followed through on that was meaningful to you? Um you know, we can lose track of that because we've, in the meantime, gotten overwhelmed by stuff. So trying to go back and reconnect with that feeling of of flow, of excitement, of focus, and you might have to um, 
you know, look at the actual work or look through your sketchbooks or your notes, um, talk to people, and then just pick something that's the next step. People often also lose motivation when they don't know what's the next thing and they get very stalled. Um, and, you know, I'm quoting my partner, Jerry, here. He always just says, pick something. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the absolute right thing. It's just something to get going. And then maybe the right thing will come to you. And so trying to keep some sense of excitement and motivation by just simply saying, this is what I choose for now. This is what I'm going to do. Um, it's also really important, and we're kind of talking about scheduling here, and and finding, and yes, carving out the time for art is super important. I don't mean to discount that. That does need to be part of this overall focus in various ways on your life. Um, I find that it's very important for people that have a lot of family obligations to carve this out, to announce this, to make people believe it. <laughs> you really need this time in your studio. That is your time. And when you find that time, it may take you a little while to find the focus, but the first step is the time, right? So, you know, treating it as your job, treating it as your, what you're doing. Right. And, and you find. Well, and I, I think that, I think that how we block that time out though is, is super important because I, I, I think we've all been kind of conditioned by this, I don't know, uh, factory inspired eight hour workday, 40 hour work week kind of blocking, you know, this is just how, this is a, a bl how, uh, how long you work on a thing is yes. eight hours yeah. and it's, it's very hard to schedule eight hours for something, you know, unless you're, unless it is like a, a regular job, you know, <laughs> and as soon as you're not working a regular job, life kind of takes over, you know, all of a sudden, Yes. You're, you know, coming up with an eight hour block of time becomes very difficult to work on anything. And I, th I think that when you're blocking your time out, it's it's super important to think, you know, you can come up with a half hour, or an hour to work on something. Almost anybody can. That's that's the kind of block that we work on this podcast. In, yeah, it is. is. That's for sure. One hour sections. It's true. You know, and we've been able to produce a tremendous amount of output in this podcast over time by working one hour at a time on it. And we're very committed to it. And, you know, that's another part of it is once you once you block out this time to being committed to it, even if inside you're thinking, oh, what am I give, even going to do? I don't have any ideas. I don't have any focus right now. Um, you know, commit to the time. And even if it's not ideal, and you're absolutely right about the eight-hour block, which is pretty funny because I, you know, as a as an artist, I used to put in pretty long days, but I don't really anymore, you know. Um, I don't have quite the energy as I used to. But people say to me, do you really work eight hours a day in your studio? <laughs> um, no. And where does that even come from? Um, and there's, you know, we're always fighting these sort of artist stereotypes too of the artist who goes into their studio, closes the door and does not emerge for the next two days, having neither eaten nor slept, you know, and it's, it's this romantic idea of complete immersion. And I think that as strange and silly as it sounds, it affects the way we think about this studio time, right? Um, it's supposed to be a long time. It's supposed to be totally immersive. It's supposed to produce great things. We're supposed to suffer during it, you know. <laughs> and 
I don't know, as much as you can just look at the reality of things and say, oh, that's not happening. But I have three hours and I'm going to go make the most of it. Um, well, and there are times when you hit a workflow and you're not being called away by other obligations and, and you can go for 10, 12, 14 hours at a time, you know, but it's the, that's not the norm. That's something that happens every once in a while. You just hit the right the right set of circumstances and you're knocking it out yep. um, and you can get a few days worth of work done in, in uh, you know, one day, but that's not the norm. You know? No, and that, and that is spoken as a 30 year old as well. I mean, yeah. I have to say it's been years since I've been able to work more than eight hours. I mean, and, and it's been years since I was working eight hours. Um, it's not that I'm not busy just about all the time, but as far as standing and painting, no. Um, and, you know, it gets back to not, you know, giving yourself a break. If you if you are tired after three hours, after four hours, it's fine, you know, stop. Um, and I just feel like the fewer rules that we put on ourselves about these things, the better it's going to work and the, and the less we can beat ourselves up about some ideal state of perfection and flow if we're not in it. Um, and just recognize sometimes the practical thing is just do what you can and and spread it out and do the other things too that you need to do so that they're not hanging over you. Right. Well, and, and doing like a massive amount of work like that too is, is not at all sustainable. You know, even at 30, like I worked, uh, I don't know, a 14, 15 hour day yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, and today I'm, I'm spent, you know, I'm happy to have like a nice relaxed day recording a podcast, <laughs> drinking a cup of coffee. You know, I mean, this is to, to me, this is downtime and it's, I, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of perfect thing to do on a Sunday, but, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to need a few days before I'm, I'm, you know, hitting my stride again, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and, and people don't always, well, I'm, I'm a case in point. I don't always give myself that latitude and say, um, you know, I'm tired. I'm going to take a day off. I push a lot of people push. Um, and, and when you push and push and push, it doesn't necessarily hurt your focus. I mean, sometimes I do feel like I'm in a flow of ideas, um, but it it can wear you down physically. <laughs> Say well, I and, with and a cold. I think, <laughs> I think well, yeah, and I and I think that that's why it's important to to shift focus because in some sense today is is a a day off for me. But hey, look, we're still recording podcasts. You know, this is still yeah. like I'm doing work, but it's not the same kind of work that I was doing yesterday. Right. You know, and, and it feels it feels much more relaxed. But you know what? If if we if we decided, hey, you know what, let's let's knock out three months worth of podcasts in one day, like we would not <laughs> want to come back to these microphones again for for at least three months. You know? It would be awful. Like, and they would be maybe terrible. Never. Maybe that would be it for the podcast if we did that. Well they'd be they'd be terrible podcasts, and that's the other they thing. Would. You know, I mean <laughs> Recognize when your focus is is flagging and saying, well, you know, take a break because you're not giving it the best anymore. So, (laughs) and I did want to mention before we ended that goals play into this. Goals play into focus. They're, They're, it's all tied together. 
I don't think, I mean, goals is another whole podcast probably, but goals can help you stay focused. And when you're making those to-do lists and trying to figure out how you're going to spend your time, um, you know, doing that under the uh, kind of the overarching idea of some of your goals makes perfect sense and provides motivation to keep going. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? I know that we're we're a little bit short right now, but uh, but we're uh, losing I know, I can, focus. I can tell that, yeah. <laughs> well, well, and and I know that you're getting over a cold and yeah, and, yeah. Uh, struggling a little bit. So. Okay, yeah. So I I just wanted to say again that you know we often think of focus kind of capital F focus as this ideal state or um, a flow or it's sort of you either have it or you don't. Um, but it's a relative term, and I think that we can all take steps to enhance what focus we have, to increase our focus, and and get closer to what's important to us. Yeah, and and I think I'd I'd like to uh, mention that I think it's it's very important to kind of diversify your focus and to not not just entirely laser focus on one thing. That's something that you hear a lot. Um, you know, when when people are giving you advice, you know, they'll tell you, "Well, you should just put all your focus into one thing." Uh-huh. And if you're anything like me, that's just not how you work. Uh-huh. You know, it's I I mean, I can be very focused for short periods of time, um, but by having lots of different stuff going on, lots of irons and lots of different fires, I can shift my focus and I can work on something else for a little bit and I'm still making progress in in that direction and I'm not just sitting around watching Netflix, but yeah. it feels like I'm relaxed. It, it doesn't feel like I'm I'm straining myself. That that is a I think if people have one takeaway, I mean from this show, I think that's really important. Um I often have people say to me, I don't know how you do everything you do. And then I do a lot. I know I do a lot. Um, and I, I never know quite what to say. Like, well, I don't know. I just do one thing and then another, you know? Yeah. But, but what you described is how I work as well. I mean, um, I guess I, I think of it as like monetizing my downtime. You know, it's like what what do what do I do with my with my with my downtime? Am I am I sitting around doing something that, you know, doesn't put doesn't uh, move me forward in any way, or am I doing something that that really is still relaxed and enjoyable, but benefits me at the same time? Well. And I I want to say there is a place for watching Netflix, okay? But <laughs> right, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't I do want a bit the, of uh, that. the overlords at Netflix to come after us. Like, we, no, we, we can't handle a, a a a lawsuit over degrading Netflix. Well, or something. and and I I at the end of the day, when I really do feel like I've I've had a satisfyingly productive day. I like to watch a movie or read a book. That is excellent thing to do. Oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, but but what's your? I, I used to play a lot of video games, you know, and I I pretty much stopped that entirely and replaced it with with making real money instead of virtual money. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think the key to this diversification, and you mentioned this, you you hit on this as well, is that these are things that you want and they're things that you like. Um, I like to write blog posts. I like to um, work on the podcast notes and, and do the podcast. Of course, I like to work in my studio. Uh, most of the things that I do, I enjoy. 
No, there are things I don't. Taxes, um, packing and shipping artwork, um, you know, certain things I, I dread, I procrastinate, I don't want to do them. But if I work them in around some other things that I enjoy, it's not a big deal. All right. Well, that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please check out www.messystudiopodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. For more from Rebecca Kroll, please check out www.rebeccacroll.com and www.squeegeepress.com and sign up for the email lists to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. The Messy Studio Podcast is a core publication management production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.